Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 495 from August 21st, 1997, a Thursday night show. No guest tonight, just a love between the two hosts. Adam starts the show asking Drew to dim the lights. Drew says he prefers a bright in studio in order to stay awake and be full of energy. Adam teases the guest for episode 496, a woman named Ruby, who's apparently some type of escort or former escort who's now written a book. Producer Anne seems to be very interested in that book. Then Dr. Drew has her get on mic to explain why she was interested. She then defends her healthy history, and Adam plugs the rest of the week of guests, including John Popper and Love Spit Love. We do have those episodes. We are missing the episode with Ruby. If we do ever get that copy of 496, we will release it in the archive. Drew is excited for the week without Adam. He is coming up. It's not actually a full week, though, so don't get uh, don't get worried. We will release those episodes, Sans Adam. Uh, Brad Wright, uh, Kate local DJ, fills in. They're pretty decent. And then Adam goes in-depth about his recent movie auditions. Drew brings up the three distinct failures. Adam tells him it's more like 14. And he shares a serious talk he had with his manager about the reports back to him about how he's considered abusive by many casting directors. Adam seems to be hinting around the Saving Private Ryan story, or non-story, rather. And it's a very interesting discussion, as this will be referenced many, many times in the future of the show, and it's the first time he's told Dr. Drew about it. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all our fair podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. You can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, Drew. Yeah. Go uh, dim the light a little, would you? It's bright in here, isn't it? I don't like it bright in here, i got to tell you. Do you? You, you, know, you? you always complain I drift off. Right. Just be more awake. Right? Well, you, try it. You've got a brim over in your hat here. It'll, it'll, it'll shine your eyes. All right. We need a Klieg light on you, Drew, because I have no problem with energy. I could do this show from a coffin and still produce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is a good doctor, Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician. Uh, no guests tonight. Tomorrow, our guest, uh, not tomorrow, that would be Sunday, we're having this uh, madam in here, right, Ann? Yeah. She, uh, she worked at one of those Vegas or Nevada brothels yeah. for uh, many years uh-huh. and basically wrote a book on it and has the whole score on uh-huh. how much it costs to do this and what it takes to do that. and. It, Many, many, many questions I have Anne's for her. Been buzzing about that book for a long time. What is it, Anne? What is? Why is it so interesting to you? There's just some great stories about things that have happened to her, different clients. And, okay. and a lot of women, especially attractive women like Anne, secretly flirt with the idea of either being a stripper or a prostitute. Not that they have any real intention of doing it. But there's many, many a beautiful woman who have thought about getting out on stage, uh, pulling the top off, and having a few singles tossed at them. It's a bit of a fantasy, and you, that's crossed your mind. Never. No, not yeah, seriously, never. Well, I mean, to? no, not that you ever seriously considered doing it, but that you had thought that it would be kind of a rush to get out there and do it one time. The accolades from all the men and so on and so forth. No. Well, Drew was saying he wanted to be a gay porn star just just yeah, ten minutes ago. You've never thought about that? Never. Really? Uh-oh. I'm hanging out with the wrong broads. 
All right. Uh, uh, so she will be in here on. Yeah, right. It means you have no past. Healthy. She uh, she will be in here. Ruby, that is, will be in here on Sunday, and then uh, I guess John Popper from Blues Traveler will be in here on Monday, which I'm just moist about. We're oh, we're hoping. Uh oh, I dried up just a little bit. Oh, we got to get him in here, and then uh, Love Spit Love will be in here on Thursday, and uh, boy. It's uh, it's catch as catch can over the next few weeks here on Loveline. Uh, Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth, Blink 182. Ooh, and then I get a week without Adam, right? <laughs> Isn't that what happens? You'll be you'll be crying oh. ten minutes into the show, begging for me to come back. I want it. I want it to be Ann, though. That's what I'm working for. I would like it to be Ann as well. All right, Ann, what are you hovering about for? Oh, I see. Ever since the notion of Ann coming on and guest hosting the show the was introduced, yeah. yes. She is uh, all over the place, like a uh, like a pup waiting by the dinner table for some scraps to fall off. All right, uh, Drew, we'll go to the phones in just one second. I want to tell you about something interesting. You know, I've been going out on all these uh, movie auditions. Oh, I didn't know that, but so so be it. Well, I've been talking about it periodically. Well, I didn't going know all these movie auditions. I heard about three distinct failures, but all right. All right. Well, in your mind, when you're thinking three distinct failures. I think um, 14 distinct failures okay. Okay. over the last uh, three to four weeks. For some reason, uh, my agent has been sending me out to a lot of these, lot of these uh, movie auditions. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the manager called, who's also Drew's manager, called uh, the other day and had a serious talk with me about some reports. <laughs> <laughs> now, see... <laughs> I was shocked and amazed and would have would have cleaned up my act uh, immediately had I realized that the agents called the casting directors and asked how it went. Oh. So <clears throat> let me give you the skinny. Uh, I get a, a, a call from the agent. The agent says, uh, we have a audition for you. It's, uh, it's now, let's say, Monday afternoon. It'll be Tuesday morning. It'll be over on the Sony Studios. We'll send you over uh, a script with some sides on it or what have you. Uh, go do it. And I would just go do it and then come home, and I thought nothing of it. I figured, you know, if you get the part, they call the agent, and you get the part. And if you don't, you know, that's the end of that. But what happens is, apparently, the agent calls the casting person later on that day and say, hey, uh, one of my clients, uh, Adam Carolla, came out. How was it for you? Uh, what do you think? Uh, any notes? And the o overwhelming response <laughs> has been that he's abusive. So I had no idea, though, that these people would be calling and checking up on me. Oh. I figured they wouldn't know. And half the ones, well, I shouldn't say half, but I would say about... A good 25% of them I just leave. Because, let me explain casting directors and agents in this you, town. Uh, before you go on, are you sure the abusive label didn't come from comments you made on the radio? No. No. Uh, These were uh, in the person, right. in the flesh. Right. Some of the people uh, had not heard of me or didn't right. know about the radio or right. what have you. This is based on first-person experience. Okay, All right. Here's the deal with uh, what goes on, and I'm, I'm just digging myself in deeper now, by the way, but I, I have to be truthful about this town. I've uh, spoken about it before. <laughs> Casting people, agents and directors and whatnot, are very insecure people. And one of the things they really enjoy about their job, I believe, and this isn't all of them, 
this is about 97% of them, is they love people, they love the parade of ass kissers. It is ass kissers on parade at these things. It's a bunch of hard up people from Nebraska, Iowa, Chicago, and Michigan who've come out to LA to be a star and they want it bad. I mean, these actors are hungry, man. They will send out mass mailings, they get the headshots made up, they will beg to get representation like an agent or manager. They will beg to get a part in a movie, no matter how small. And they love that. I think they really thrive on it. And basically, they have the same mentality that loan officers have at banks, which is, uh, kiss my ass. I'm sitting on a big wad of money over here. Basically, here's what it is. I have something that you want. So we know what the roles are. And just go ahead and act like it. Now, I don't really want to be an actor that badly. I wouldn't mind it, but it's not my thing. And I have a steady paycheck with the TV and the radio. I'm not a, uh, a bartender or I'm, dress I'm not dressing up as one of the Ninja Turtles and going to kids' parties to make 40 bucks and a $5 tip. And, uh, for <laughs> I think you've done that, haven't you? Uh, I got real close yeah. to doing something called Party Pals in about uh, 1992. Although uh, had a surge of dignity at the end, I looked at the um, I looked at the Captain America outfit. I looked at the tool bags, and I said, "No, nope, I'm sticking with the wood. I will not lose my dignity and do this party pals mess." Oh, this is brilliant! You know, you got to put the turtle head on like 200 yards from the party, otherwise you'll freak the kids out. So you're actually either on foot or on, in your car wearing the actual turtle head as you approach the kids' party. Oh, Drew, I'm sure, you've, uh, uh, I'm sure you've dragged a few of these poor actors out to your place. But the point is, is actors are desperate, needy people. Casting agents, even though it's not really, it's an unspoken thing, they know it. And here's what a casting director will do. They'll say, um, well, let's just have eight people show up at two. Your appointment, all you guys, you know what time your appointment is? It's two o'clock. Not... Uh, you'll be at 2, you'll be at 2.15, and you'll be at 2.25. You'll all be at 2. Now, see, Drew, you could not run your office like this. No. You'd have... I could never go for one of those interviews, because I run in, like, two-minute intervals. And I... Right, but you... But no other business could run this yeah, way. Right. You couldn't... You'd have uh, 15 elderly Jewish folks just hawking up phlegm and complaining to no end if you told them all to show up uh, to see you at terrible. the same time. It'd be terrible. Meanwhile, I hear stories sometimes about these guys like just out eating lunch and stuff until 2.15 and they get back. And then their attitude is somewhat hostile oftentimes, even uh, what did you do? borderlines on, and abusive. I just told him to kiss my ass when I went in there. You said that? No, I mean, I, went, I, I would go in there at 2 and if nobody saw me by 2.30, I would leave. And then they'd call and say, hey, what happened? What, what happened with the audition? And I'd say, it was at 2. And they'd say, yeah. No one came out till 2.30. Screw you. I'm going home. And I won't go back. Oh, and, you, and to you told them that on the phone? Well, there's been that. Yeah. And there's been the, I'm not going back for a callback on one line. Yeah. Or not even a line, but uh, one word. And then the other good one is just your basic abuse, which is when they go, they, they love to like look at your resume and go, so what makes you think you can act? In which case, uh, my response is, uh, I can't act. Uh, well, why are you here? Uh, my agent told me to come here. 
<laughs> and I don't want to piss him off. Oh. <laughs> All I'm doing is being basically how they are to everybody else. That's it. And these guys have such fragile egos, and they're used to such a big butt licking by everybody who walks through that door that I get these calls with all these babies calling in going, Adam's being abusive. He's abusive. So how did the manager get He's you not kissing our ass like everybody behave? else what in there. What did he say that got you in line? He, well, he said, he, he said, stop abusing these people. I mean, why bother going if you're going to abuse? Which has been your point all along. You don't want to go. Uh, no, not really. So anyway, I had one today, and I walked in, and I said, listen, I've gotten some complaints in the past about being abusive. So uh, I don't know if the agent's going to call and check or you're going to talk to the agent, but uh, if you have any problems with me or my attitude, please tell me now. I'm on my best behavior. What can I do for any of you? And um, had a great, uh, did a great audition. See. And then the woman who was looking at my resume said, and they're real nice people, and I, I am keeping my fingers crossed, but I, it's a big role and an interesting film, and it, uh, it's, it feels pretty good. And there were time, they're all very nice, and we had a great time. So see, you just drop the attitude, you have a good time. But the, wo the woman did say yeah. to me while she was looking at my resume, she goes, man, I, I, I did my audition, and she was actually impressed by it. Uh -huh. And she looked at my resume, and she didn't see any other movies or acting on there, and she goes, why aren't you doing anything? Oh. And I said, uh, I got a TV show and a radio show. That's uh, my folks. They're, they're happy. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, and then the other day, I, I tried to lead a mutiny with the actors. Oh, right. You're talking about that. I tried to get them all, uh, I don't know if I said it on the air, but I tried to get, there was about 11 guys in a room who had been there since before I got there, going out for various roles on various sitcoms, but all in one big sort of call in a room. And I said, come on, boys, let's go. Let's all get up and leave. Let's set an example. I was told to be here at 11.30. It's 12.15 now. You, you poor effers have been here since before I got here. Let's go. Come on. Have some dignity. Let's get up. Let's go. Nobody went. And the one guy looked at me and he goes, you got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny. Yes. Hey, you're 32. I am. Um, Adam and Drew, I love you. Where Long are you? Long-time listener, first-time caller. All righty. All righty, then. Drew, actually, first of all, I want to say I have had the stripper fantasies and have fulfilled them, and uh, it was well worth it. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Did you did you do like a um, open odd? I mean, did you do one of those amateur nights? No, I did naked lesbian theater in Chicago. But this is this is this is something we have not dealt with. Somebody that chooses <laughs> to do it on a, just on a single, you know, a sort of expressive urge. You know, you mean that? You mean you mean Bunny or me? No, you too. But it's different than somebody chooses that as an occupation. Well, what, what, uh, how long did this show run? Uh, it was about a month-long run. And what did you have to do on stage? Um, we had, well, the, the one show that I did was called um, Eros. So I was like the embodiment of erotica, and I did these little vignettes mm -hmm. where um, I did everything. I, my mom came and actually saw the show one night, and 
three days later called me and asked me if I had chosen an alternate lifestyle. Oh. <laughs> well, she saw her husband, I mean, her husband, she saw her daughter uh, knee-deep in a woman. Yes, she did. On stage in Chicago. Obviously, yeah. that would raise some questions. Drew, oh. if your dad came oh. out to see you do a show Not and you're... dad, I'm thinking about my daughter. Well, oh, dad, I have a stroke is, right there. <laughs> that would have killed my dad, but he's no longer alive. So. Well, maybe it did. <laughs> well, what were you doing on stage? Were you actually touching women, or was it the, that uh, simulated lesbian act I've, I've come to enjoy from the strip shows? Simulated, stimulated. Were you with another woman? Yeah. And were you actually touching anything, or were you just sort of getting... Sometimes, yes. And you were both totally naked? Yes. Was this a 99-seater? Um, no, actually, it's about a 500-seater. Oh, and I bet it was full every night. It was. Same guys, they never left. And it was mostly a gay audience. So They'd come like, in on a Friday, the next show wasn't until uh, till Monday night, Drew. They just sat there, but I, urinating in their own seats. That's not really what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk to Drew. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I've just recently quit smoking. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you can relay to me and to the listeners, if you know some success stories of heavy smokers. I just started taking Wellbutrin. Yeah, that, that's... Right, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, do you hear... Do you have some in your headphones? Yes, yes. All I'm right. Buzzing. Does it sound like uh, we're in uh, Dr. Frankenstein's lab? Yes, yes I got uh, Jacob's ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's really... It's like the set. It's a Boris Karloff set yeah. in here. What is going on with this? Are you making a burrito, uh, Engineer Mike? Why, yeah, right, kinda, what is this? It might be a bumblebee in the room here, too. There's this... It's, it's one of those old uh, black and white horror movie things. It doesn't happen until you guys get in there, so I'm thinking one of you is electrified somehow. Uh -oh. I checked the mics beforehand. I didn't hear it before. <laughs> it's a computer, maybe? Did one, is this, are these mics on Mike's here? answer is uh, basically like, screw you. Wait a minute. It just stopped. Now no, it's it going didn't. Again. All right, let me talk to Bunny. Let's All right, go ahead. Uh, so, Bunny, you're, you're on. I'm just going to start punching stuff, because the beauty of Westwood One, for those of you... Who, uh, who are upset that technology has now passed you by and you can no longer punch that old Zenith TV set to get the tubes jarred just right to get it working again. In a day and age where you can no longer punch technology to rectify it, you can't punch a computer, you can't punch a CD player. But the beauty of Westwood 2, they have, they have equipment that still works when you hit it. All right, go ahead. Uh, Bunny? So you're on the Wellbutrin. That's actually now being marketed as a medicine called Zybam, uh -huh. which is, it's Wellbutrin, but it comes with a little packet that helps you sort of uh, give you some behavioral techniques on how you can stop smoking. I've had a lot of people stop smoking, even just with the use of the patch. Are you using the patch also? Yeah. And I, oh, the one caveat I would give you, the one thing I've noticed about people who are going to stop smoking is that when they make the attempt, they are really ready to stop. They're they just ready. And I don't know how you get to the point that people are ready to stop. I wish I could get people to that point who are addicted to other substances. It's well, I've been ready about five times. Well, it, it's stopping time. and starting is a common thing, too. But stopping for a reasonable period of time, uh, you know, most people stop actually do start again at some point. But st being able to stop and stop for a reasonable period of time requires you to be really ready to stop. What exactly does the Wellbutrin affect? Wellbutrin is, yeah, it's a, it's a dopaminergic uh, drug, so it, it, it's thought that the reward mechanisms of, of things like nicotine are mediated through dopamine, so it sort of replaces the dopamine um, activation of the nicotine. And so you don't have the cravings, you don't have the reward, uh, desire to get the reward activation. Hey, Drew, speaking of patches, yeah, what is up with the Dramamine patches? How come those are illegal? 
Uh, or you can only get them yeah. with a prescription? No, you can't even get them. A lot of side effects. Like what? Like not vomiting? Uh, a lot of what's called uh, dystonias and extrapyramidal symptoms. Uh, for instance, my, my wife and I were on a cruise a long time ago, and we she was wearing these patches, and she had a sinus infection. and started using hot towels on her face, and she put it under her neck to try to get her ears to drain where this patch happened to be. And that increased the dose she got, and all of a sudden she got this incredible... Her neck started twisting, and she couldn't. Con- her eyes started drifting up, and she couldn't control her muscles. It's called dystonia or ocular gyrocrisis. Oh. And if you weren't in the room, we'd be having a beer after the show, Drew. <laughs> if you weren't there to save her life, is what I'm saying. That's right. <sighs> um, anyway, let me just to fantasize about what could have been. Back to Bunny. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the, some new data just came out that shows that people who stop smoking still have about twice the risk of lung cancer as people that uh, continue. All right. So uh, might as well keep smoking. Because it would be a real bummer to get lung cancer when you quit 25 years yeah, ago. But, uh, Thank you, Drew. That's enough. And I went to the dentist for the rest oh, yeah. of my um, root canal, yeah. which is turning into uh, really... Um, um, it, no, no. It, it's, it's turning into like roots. It's, it's a seven-parter, this thing. And I each, know. Most each, people only go like three times. Each time I go in there, he says, you've just completed the most... What the hell is... You just completed the most difficult phase of it. And I said, you said that last time, you, you ever. Uh, it, it's all a psychological thing. But the point that I wanted to bring up was uh, is that I got the laughing gas. I got the nitrous this time. You did? Yes. How awesome. Did really? Awesome. Now, my problem, my problem is I have a deviated septum. And they put this thing on your nose, and you breathe straight oxygen for a little while. Which is always a little disturbing to me because I always assumed I was breathing oxygen, but they apparently it's a purified uh, straight oxygen. And you do that for a while, and then they start working it in with the other tank. (laughs) How did you feel? Well, I was going real good because I was lying there in the chair and I was hearing my own voice echo. (laughs) And it was sounding like I was going... I was talking to to the dentist and I was going... You know, it sounded in. I it, it was my normal voice to him, but in my head, I was going. Why are you causing me this pain? It's not an echo. What did I ever do? Well, I don't have an echo effect here, Drew. But it was, but that's basically okay. <laughs> Why do you persist on hurting me? That's basically what my voice sounded like. But it was kind of drugged up, wow. kind of slow, and it was in my own head. But the more I talked, the more I came out of it because I was breathing through my mouth. And my problem is, is my nose doesn't work well enough. How are you talking with well, him the dentist in your mouth? Had, yeah. I was lying back on the chair, and he was discussing waiting for the Novocaine to kick in and asking me how I was feeling. And the more we, ended, we, got, we started talking about cars... And the more I started talking about cars, the more I came out of it. So I had, to, I had to shut up. But the problem was, is while he was working on me, because I don't breathe through my nose very well, and my mouth was hung wide open, I couldn't help but breathe through my mouth. So I wasn't getting all the nitrous in my nose because you have to shut your mouth and really breathe it in. Or when your mouth is open, you just have to focus on breathing through your nose. But I don't do that very well. I don't, I don't get enough oxygen through my we nose. We got that. We got that. What's okay. your point? Okay. You want to go back and do it right now? Yeah, I feel yeah. a little bit chipped. Okay. Then the guy said, hey, it's 40 bucks." I said, can't you bury that in the insurance somewhere? No. 
I said, isn't that part of treatment? Why wouldn't the insurance, Drew, cover the nitrous? It must be something elective. Well, the whole thing's elective. I mean, you know, I didn't have to go there in the first place. I don't know. I don't know. I've never really had that. All right. So but anyway, did he do best today? 40 bucks you're ever going to spend, Ann. What did he do? Uh, this was uh, this was like two days ago. But what did he do? Was it still? I don't know, and I didn't care. I was high on the nitrous. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was doing. The point is, is I didn't care. And then when I was driving home, I didn't even really uh, the really? whole the time sped right by. I was in the chair for an hour. Spent like it felt like five minutes. So, uh, Ann. Spend that 40. It is the best 40 you're ever going to spend. All right, Drew, now that I've gotten out my positive drug message Damn, for the kids. Yeah, we got one call in that break. Just well, you were amazing. yapping at the top of the show. Yeah, I was talking about my movie uh, career. That's right. All right, we'll get plenty of calls in when we return. The voices are trying to John. Would be a hit. Yeah. Stamps.com. Oh, man. You want to so get stuff smooth. done quick? You want to get stuff done easily? <laughs> oh, but, I mean, you just think about your life. You're busy. You want to... Utilize your time. I mean, look, you know, one day you blink your eyes and Spock's gone. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to be uh, circling the sphere with in the great. His, his last few moments would have. Was. I will say that his last few moments would have felt like his last few days if he was in line at the post office. That's right. <laughs> Thank God he had stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage with your own computer and then just hand it to the mailman, turn your PC or Mac into a post office. That never closes, which sounds horrible, actually, but it's in your den, so you're cool. It's yours. You can visit it in your bathrobe and bunny slippers, and I got a special offer. Enter the promo code ADAM. I got a no-risk trial, $110 bonus offer. Gets a scale. Put the little parcel on there. What comes out of your printer is exactly – by the way, you just print it, and you can literally just – tape it or you can put it on sticky back whatever either way 55 bucks free postage go to stamps.com before you do anything else click the microphone top of the homepage. type in adam that's stamps.com enter adam all right what else okay we know you love this show because you're listening so why not tell the world here's how you do it help this show win this year's podcast award which it's nominated for just go to podcastawards.com. The ballot pops up right in front of you. Vote for this show and all your favorite Podcast One shows. So do it today. Voting's only happening through this Tuesday, March 24th. You can vote once a day until then. Come on, open up a tab right now and go to podcastawards.com and make sure this show takes home this year's podcasty or, or whatever the heck they're calling the thing they give away. Yes, it is Loveline. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And for all that, that is the good doctor. doctor is especially. Hey, uh, Producer Ram, we got to get Jennifer Gray back in here because I just heard that they re-released the Dirty Dancing oh, that's right. I heard that. Yeah, She's in town. <laughs> well, get her in. Yeah, get her in the night when Adam is gone. Uh, oh, okay. We have right, one of those parts available. You want to break oh. her heart, Ann? Bring her in on a oh, night when I'm gone. All right, Ann, oh, please. Adam, we're going to do two minutes per call. Let's go. I've got to keep you focused. <clears throat> You're out of control tonight. Let's go. Here we go. Six. Push, push, push. Here we go. Hold on. I want to sing the dreidel song. <laughs> you know what? Let me have this. Every time, time oh, I hit yeah. the home run with a bloody nose in uh, JV baseball in high school, Drew? Uh, Eric? Yeah. Hi. What can I do for you? All right. Well, Drew, you will not command the phone module as long as I'm alive. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. I was going to say I love you guys, so I listen to it like religiously. So. Thank you. You don't mind me rambling on endlessly about uh, my he own believes, personal problems. He, he really believes that that's what people want to hear. They don't want to call in. They don't want to hear other people's stuff. They want to hear Adam. 
Oh, yeah. Is Eric, that, is Eric, that, what's the deal? Yeah. Um, well, I went out with this girl for like a year and a half, and uh, we broke up about four months ago. And I still went out with all my friends, and they tried to get me to go out with other girls, but um, I just don't don't want to, don't have the urge for it. Or How long ago did you break up? Four months. Four, four months. months ago. Actually, this is something you could ramble on about. Yes. Yeah. You went out for a year and a half? Yeah. First to love? Oh, well, kind of, for that length of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I don't have any kind of sexual urges. I mean, well, you're depressed. Four months is a drop in the bucket when you've been tied up with someone for a year and a half. Yeah. Especially at that age. I lamented the loss of my first girlfriend for actually longer than we went out, which is when I realized how pathetic I really was. You understand that, Drew? Yeah. We'd went out for about nine and a half months. Yeah. And by the time I got to uh, 14 months of mourning, yeah. I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, I've been mourning a third longer than the actual time we, we'd won out. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was really pathetic. And for some reason, you have the stink of the loser on you. The you have the mark of the wuss. Yeah, the desperation. Yeah, yeah. I, I would go out to you know, clubs and stuff, and I would talk to women who were uh, tremendously unattractive and mean-spirited just to try to rebound, and even they, even they wouldn't go out with me. Yeah, you were, you were totally single women, uh, missing teeth, 170 pounds overweight, uh, baby under their arm, another one clinging to their, to their shin, and I would say, how about I take you out for a uh, candlelight dinner at a beautiful uh, beachfront restaurant, and they tell me to get lost well, because I had... The stench of the yeah. loser I mean, that's on That's the me. reason women don't want it. Why do guys get trapped into this <clears throat> morning? Uh, you and I have talked at length about this, I think, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. How, would you, how would you explain that in simple terms? Uh, I, I didn't have a great relationship with my mom. Right. And I think uh, what happened was is I buried a lot of the pain and the business and, and the psychology that I had earmarked for mom for a long time in my life. And then I got in a relationship with a woman, my first love, and when she dumped me, I was about 20, 21 myself, it unlocked all this stuff that had been gaining interest inside my belly that had to do with mom, and I dumped it right on her. Right. It's, and it's I put weird. all the energy into getting her back is somehow, if I could get her back, I'd be able to fix up all this pain in the past with mom. And, I think and, that's and, what and it whatever was. Whatever original sins that one experienced as a result of and uh, I was one's, horny. one's early development it gets sort of acted out and dumped upon the person you have this kind of relationship with at your age, particularly the first relationships. And then when they are then taken away from you, it, really, it just shatters uh, all over again all those same issues that you were dealing with when you were younger. And it brings everything back up to the surface and rekindles all that nonsense. All right, so what do you do? Nothing. Don't kill yourself. Don't lose your job. Don't lose 80 pounds unless you're 80 pounds uh, overweight. You start, to, you, start to, you start to deal in reality. You start to deal with the big R, and you deal with people on real terms, and you start to make a life for yourself. And when you start to feel better about yourself, you won't need all that from somebody else so much. Right? Funny, when my uh, friends used to go in the jacuzzi, they called it the big E, but... Um, that was something this, else. This, Jonathan. What? You're yeah. 17. Why? Why? That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drew, you are, for a smart guy, you are slower than a glacier with hemorrhoids sometimes. All right, Jonathan. Yeah, my girlfriend won't go down on me because she says my cum is too bitter. But she heard somewhere that um, if you eat certain fruits or vegetables, oh my. it makes it a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. 
That's been discussed on this show over the years. and uh, Yeah, as a matter of fact, I used to listen to the show when it was uh, discussed. I wasn't on the show at the time. Yeah, you, you have to drink 40 gallons of papaya nectar papaya and juice. 22 uh, pints of uh, pineapple juice and then a crate of bananas, and it's a little less bitter at that point. Okay. Um, she actually Maybe. wanted to talk to you guys. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, let's put her on. All right. Hello? Hello? Hey. Sourpuss? <laughs> What's going on? Huh? Uh, I just wanted to say hey to you guys because I listen to you guys every night. And Thank you. How many times have you attempted to pleasure Jonathan orally? Mm, uh, I'm not sure a lot, though. Tried. <laughs> this kills me. How old are you? 16. Oh, he's 17. What is he, going into the 12th grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh a lot. You hear that? A lot. Well, we've been going out for two years. Oh, I don't care. Oh, I am so jealous. <laughs> I want to go back to high school just so I can get laid. With me? <laughs> just anyone. Would that be legal, Drew? You mean you want to be 17 again? I want to, no, I want to be like uh, 21 Jump Street. Uh, I want to go undercover at a high school just so I could get the uh, sex that I didn't get when right, I was in high school initially. That, right, that, yeah. Yeah. There's a big void. Uh, when's the My Bay Boston's going to be on again? <clears throat> I just asked that the other night. That's a good question. Well, there were, we had them on like um, two months ago yeah, or something, didn't we? I don't know. They will come on. I guarantee you they will be on the show whenever they're in this town again, but I don't know when that is because so, they're always hey, out on wh tour. What is your name again? Melissa. Melissa, uh, just don't do anything you don't want right, to do. Okay. All right. It's, it's, is uh, it true? Okay. Hold on, Polly. It's Polly not, Drua. It's not necessarily true. Be, um, speaking of Polly Drua, I'm going to do politically incorrect. It was tomorrow. on a radio Oh, show. please. Wait, listen, listen to this. And they they gave me some questions that they're going to pose tomorrow. I'm on with Tony Curtis of all things. Oh, for <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I see the I see it, it is a um, who's who of no name celebrities on that show, and I can't even get on that show. All right, I so can't believe they want a stiff right. like you on that show, Drew. I'm going to be on tomorrow night. It was actually on a radio show that I heard it. Wait, no, hang on. We're talking about something else. Hang on. Okay. And, and uh, I'm going to do that show tomorrow night. And um, one of the questions with Tony Curtis is, is it uh, healthy or is it good, I think it was the word, for a young female to be attracted to an older male? Okay. This is, pertains to what we're kind of... I, I wonder how Tony Curtis is going to take that. Uh, Why? Does he have a 15-year-old bride? He's had a share. He has. I'm not sure what the hell. Who am I? The gossip, uh, gossip columnist for the Globe? What, what do I know? I thought, you know you well, I assume any old, uh, attractive Hollywood male is going to have his share of young starlets. I mean, otherwise he'd be squandering a golden opportunity, wouldn't he? Okay, Drew. What's right. the other question they're going to ask you? Uh, something about a lady that uh, painted her house purple and uh, violated a civil code, okay. or a city code. The other was... Uh, it was the data I tried to bring up with you that uh, showed that if you spank your kids, their antisocial behavior then tend to... Oh, you're going to get all over that. I can see them going into a commercial right as you begin <laughs> your tirade. <laughs> all right, Drew, sit up straight right. yes. and wear the... Um, Wear the uh, Adam. Uh, wear that shirt. You know that shirt that uh, paternity wear that women w that women would like wear. Where it would say no. It would say baby, and it would have an arrow pointing yeah. down to their abdomen. Yeah. Have do one that says Adam, and have an arrow pointing down to your groin. Could you please wear that shirt on the show tomorrow, uh, Melissa? Uh, so the deal is, that we, we've heard of this stuff before, which you're asking us about. But yeah, we, it was on a radio show. But we really don't. Uh, I, I, over the years, I've done this show. People have actually experimented on it, reported on it. It, it doesn't do much. It it's like, a, it's an acquired taste. It doesn't do much. I remember the first time I got my mouth full of semen, Drew. 
it was uh <laughs> but you know what after um several hundred times and and, and over the years I've, I've learned to appreciate it how about yourself joe uh, i'm thinking about tomorrow night <laughs> i think i'm thinking about how much i'm gonna gloat about it <laughs> when i get back here on sunday I i'm can't, so proud of that i swear to god they have like they have like urkel's uh they have urkel's uh, personal secretary on some night with tony curtis all right, Tony Curtis's name. Who else is on that show that I, you've I heard of? No, you don't know. You never heard of any of them, right? I can't remember. Right. They have, like, from the uh, WNBA, we have one of the, the mascots from the uh, Phoenix team. Oh, please. I can't believe I'm not asked to do these shows. This is an outrage, Drew. All right, we're not taking enough calls. McKenna. Hi. Um, is it McKenna? Yeah. Uh, I've got a question for the doctor. Yes, ma'am. Um... My husband and I have been married for about two years, and we have a year-old daughter. And when we first got together, we had sex all the time. And he, like, lasted for a really long time. All right, that's enough, because we got to go to commercial break. You know what's coming next. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't care, but it's enough of a teaser for us to go into a break. Right. So, McKenna, we'll be back with you and your husband after this. I don't think they're aware of how much they say. Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun's just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also, everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The... You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. BlindsGalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Pearl. That's Dr. Drew. And Drew, make sure when you do the politically incorrect tomorrow night right. that Bill Maher says love lines. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will. Don't worry. I won't have to coach him on that. Every single effing show we've ever done, which has been uh, one and a half, they say, from Love Lines, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yep. So just make that's, sure. That's been going on for years. Is, well, here's what I think we should do. Start implementing the reverse psychology. Tell them it's Love Lines. Remember, it's Love Lines. <laughs> Multiple not, lines. Not Love Lines, singular. And uh, that should do it. McKenna. Yeah. <laughs> so She's a tough DA with her own brand of justice. So things were good at the McKenna. beginning. McKenna. Things were good at the beginning. You have a baby that's a year old. Then what? Well, okay. When my husband and I first got together... No, no, we got that. Yeah, 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 we good. do, but let, let the callers hear it. Please, Drew. Anyways... You had a lot of sex at the beginning. You're 19. Yeah, the first time that we had sex, it like was a real quickie, and he said that all the other girls nice that he's been with <laughs> has been like that. And so then whenever we'd have sex after that, it would last for a really long time, and he's like... You're the first person that I've been able to do this with, blah, blah, blah. And 
like all of a sudden it's like five seconds, you know, and I wanted to know if that was physical or what, because he says it's because we never have time anymore because of the baby. That would be accurate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Drew, this is getting just a little cathartic for you, buddy. What's going on at home? Please. <laughs> oh, Drew just played his hand there, everybody. Did you catch that one? Oh, yes. Drew, would you like to step away from the mic and regain I, I your know. composure while I finish the call? Please, I'll handle All this, the call. I know what it is to have kids, and I'm telling you something. Yeah. Listen, if, the kids can go. A kid could hold its breath for a minute and a half. You don't have to go five seconds. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, that they, they, their patterns will change when there's kids involved. And, oh, uh, can you imagine how much time I would have to shave oh, no, no, off no, my uh, masturbatory think, sessions now, once maybe, I have maybe kids? Maybe I misinterpreted what, the, what they're saying. Are you saying that he is trying to do this quicker because of the kids or is that you guys no, are so infrequently to, is it that you guys were so so infrequently together yeah see Adam, because that's what he says it is it's not as free the, well the, you guys. still spilled your beans there drew so it doesn't matter how you rephrase it now uh we got the goods on drewski um so he is saying that it, it, he yeah he is so excited when he finally gets a chance to get in the panties that he has um, he reaches orgasm very quickly. Right. Yeah, that's what he says. Um, okay, how often is this? Uh, well, actually, I try to get him whenever my daughter is asleep, and he like he says he never has the time because he gets up at three o'clock in the morning, so he goes to bed at like eight. And my daughter is on a late schedule. She always has been. So she goes to bed at, like, maybe 9.30. So something's kind of up with him, too, right? <laughs> He's kind of avoiding you a little bit for some reason. Yeah, Listen, there's always... He, here's, here's the deal in life. If the outcome... I mean, if it ain't happening, there's something up. Yeah. There, there, there are circumstances that are going to cut into it. You're not going to make love like uh, Sting does where he uh, nails his wife for seven hours straight in some sort of uh, tantra sex on a beach somewhere. It's not going to be that, but it is not going to be this, you know, you're not going to get that secondary weird vibe from it where you, you get the feeling that there's something else in, in involved other, in, in there. In other words, both of you should be working to the same ends. And yeah. it sounds like he's not participating with you to try to achieve this for some reason. I mean... And it may be legitimately that he's just overwhelmed at work or preoccupied with that part of his life in some, for some reason. But you'd sure like to see him try to at least you'd like to be able to enlist his help in getting to where you want to be. Well, these are elements, but ultimately it's the relationship. What's that? I can't hear Dr. Drew. He, it's like <laughs> you're fading out. He wasn't saying anything anyway. <laughs> We've had this problem tonight, you know, haven't we? Look, this mic's been... Look at this. What is that? And you got 40 foot of court. Oh, hey, what's Drew doing? A remote? <laughs> is he going out to the parking lot to uh, test some oil additive or something? Um, All right, engineer Mike's on that now. I was wondering if a guy is, like, pleasing himself, <laughs> could that affect that? I mean, because I've heard that... No. No? <laughs> it's probably that he's not attending to that. Oh. You know what I mean? If it really is he attending to that? I don't know. You know, I found a Playboy in his truck. I don't know what he does. Oh, my truck, God. But. He's going for the road whack. Very dangerous. He's a father now. He has to be careful. Oh, all right, listen. You need to talk to him. Don't talk to him about sex. Just talk to him about the relationship. When the relationship is firing on all eight cylinders, the sex works its way right out. The sex becomes almost... It's, it's a... Um, I'm 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 trying to think of the correct word here, but it it becomes a 
uh, a symbol of the relationship. It's like you can check the relationship by checking the sex. If right. the sex, sex becomes infrequent or there's no passion in it or the guy's having trouble or he's not paying attention, rest assured the relationship is going south too. And this, this is the physical the manifestation, yeah. thank you, of... Uh, thank you for coming in with that three minutes uh, into the speech, Drew. It's the physical manifestation of the relationship right. going bad. And right. by the way, the reason you were all held up on the 10 freeway today, tonight... I was. Yes, because there was a big accident. Yeah. It wasn't with, a big accident. One car plowed straight the center into the center yeah. divider, yeah. straight on, yeah. head on. Yeah. You know where that guy was when his tire blew out that caused him to careen into the center divider? Slowly. He was right next to me. Really? Pulling up to me and getting ready to pass me on the lane to the left of me. What? I was driving in the lane. Why don't you just tell me that now? I came complaining about that traffic. That's bizarre. Well, we were doing that interview and stuff. I didn't, I didn't think of it. I was driving along. Some guy was passing me at a high rate of speed, and his tire blew out right next to my car. Just pow! And I accelerated immediately, and he immediately swerved hard to the right, and he flew. He went all the way across one side of the freeway toward the, the right. Divider. I mean, right. No, 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 no. He went the opposite direction toward the slow lane yeah. first. And I was watching this whole thing in my rear view, and then he was sliding. Uh, then he went sliding the other way, and I was watching this thing like uh, Indiana Jones with that big rock tumbling oh, down shit. after him. I was like, oh! <laughs> I was accelerating into the car in front of me because this guy was sliding around behind me. I oh. thought he was going to clip me, and then I saw him turn hard left and go straight well. into the center divider, meaning he was going 70 miles an hour in a straight line one way. Yeah. And basically crossed yeah. the T, well, went I, I, right into the center divider head on. I was probably a minute And I thought to myself, you. you know, no, you weren't a minute behind uh, him. Be I said, Drew is going to catch him to yeah. run into this. Parked right there behind him. Was the guy all right? Yeah, everything seemed, well, he's still in his car. He seemed fine. Oh, he did? Yeah. he plowed straight? Yeah, I know, I know. And he wasn't going very, f uh, I mean, he was going fast yeah. when he hit it. And it looked like an older car. I don't yeah. think he had airbags or anything. Yeah, no. Uh, it was like a Dodge Dart or something. Back then, they didn't have, not only did they not have airbags, they actually had s rusty spikes would spring forth from the steering column. That's back when you really knew how to drive, you know? Yeah, sure. Not uh, with today's kids. Just uh, get a load and plow into anything. Andy. Yeah. Hey, you're 18. Yep. It's on. You're on the Adam and Drew show. Cool. Okay, <laughs> first I just want to mention that you guys are good. Thank you. I listen to you every night. Thanks. Except... And I just have a comment. Yes. A um, couple nights ago or something, you were talking about this number system. Oh, right. Yeah. I was explaining to Dwight Yoakam about the number system. Yeah. Well, my question is, how do you know what your number is? Or is it up to society? Well, you, Ooh, good question. you can speculate all you want. For instance, I could give myself uh, an eight in looks, or I could give myself a six in looks, but ultimately that's up for the ladies and the men to decide who are members of society. So this, it's sort of, it's sort of our, our primitive uh, societal tendencies, you know, our, our primate behavior coming out where there's a pecking order in our society. Right. And you just you'll, you take your number, and that's, that's where you sit. That's your pigeonhole. Right. I'm going to work it out right now. I'm going to work out Drew's number right now. Looks personality. So here's how you do it. Uh, I think the categories for the guys are looks, 
personality. Personality is such a vague notion. Um, yeah, but it it, 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 it it's all encompassing. Uh, you know, sense of humor, person, yeah. the way you treat your kids, yeah. uh, the way you treat um, uh, waiters and waitresses when yeah. they come to your table. Um, position or um, uh, role. Stature. Stature. Yeah. What is your title yeah. in life? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a doctor? Are you a lawyer? Um, are you uh, flipping burgers? What is you? Because women are very attracted to that, mm-hmm. by the way. What do we call that? Stature? Mm-hmm. Position? Stature. We'll call that position because yeah. stature, um, our stone listeners are going to confuse that with height. And uh, what the hell was the last one? I think for guys it may be money, <laughs> unfortunately. Or maybe it's, uh, I can't remember what it was. All right, let me give uh, Drew a quick rundown. Uh, ladies, you tell me if you uh, have any As a matter of fact, why don't you guys fill out your own thing? Let me do that. All right. When we go to commercial, I'm going to work this thing out, and you got to work this out. And give with Adam, me. Uh, rank Adam simultaneously, will you please? So I don't feel so alone out here. Well, see, Drew, I think you're looking pretty good. I mean, looks, you got to be a good nine. Personality, three. That hurts you. Yeah. yeah, he only got about a three. Position in life, solid ten. I mean, doctor, uh, successful uh, r- national radio host, a TV personality. Lecturing um, a head head of the uh, who do you head up? Well, it does the Los Encinas uh, uh, addiction medicine thing and the whole nine yards. I mean, you get a ten there, and I can't. Uh, I got to figure out the fir- fourth category. But Andy, what was your what was your ultimate question? Okay, and then for Dr. Drew. Okay, he's a physician or whatever. Yeah. My question is, um, okay, my cat has fleas, and I gave her a flea bath and everything, but I want to know what do they do to like humans? Fleas. Yeah. Please carry disease. Same thing they do to the cat. Yeah, they, well, they give you, they bite you, and they they suck blood. They feed on blood, and they, it creates little allergic reactions there. Those, those little bumpy, uh, like mosquito bites, they little, okay. little spider bites, same kind. They usually around the ankles. Uh, they can get infected secondarily if you scratch them a lot. But the fleas, the fleas and lice do carry a, 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 and and ticks carry rickettsial diseases. Um, which are things like Rocky Mountain spotted fever and typhus, things like that. Yeah, but no one ever gets it unless they're. You know those type of people that get. Those it's things. not a big deal. Smart people never get the Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I don't know what it is. I've never seen any smart people that have gotten anything from a flea or a tick. Uh, I have. It's always the guy who's. Uh, no, it's like no, a Uncle Jed's going up to check on the still, and he mm. got himself a flea bite. Yeah, but it, it, fleas are not a huge issue in terms of uh, health consequences. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to try to work this uh, this numbers thing out, this uh, this uh, this game. And you guys can play along at home. I'll uh, work it out during the break, and we'll be right back. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, American Crime is television's most groundbreaking new series. See American Crime Thursdays at 10, 9 central on ABC. Then tune in to the American Crime podcast, hosted by Elvis Mitchell. Each week, Elvis will have a candid conversation with show creator John Ridley, plus show talent, character storylines, and more. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. Dr. Drew, she is Loveline, and we's be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix.
right, Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. All right, so here's what I'm coming up with. And for those of you who don't know what our last caller was talking about, Dwight Yoakam was on the show last Thursday. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. And uh, nothing like his persona. No. And Drew, you have no idea what his persona is, so I I, I mean, you I, should I, reserve that, comment. That's like I've ever seen him sort of doing. Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. I mean, they really do. Huh. Drew, I know you have no idea because uh, you're usually hanging out with your, uh, yucking it up with your cardiologist buddies uh, over the weekend, and you have no idea what's going on out there in society. But as God is my witness, producer Ann, do the chicks go nuts for Dwight? Uh, she's oh. not. She has no idea what <laughs> she's. What you, what's on TV? Yeah? Is something on? Are they uh, rerunning uh, a MASH episode or something on there? Oh. And, and Dwight Yoakam. Do women go absolutely insane for Dwight Yoakam? Yes. Absolutely. Why? Why? Because he's sexy. Why, why don't we use his He scale? has a mystique use, about him. It's him. not his looks. It's he's mysterious. But this and mystique. That counts for a lot. But this mystique was something, and I'm not blaming Dwight. Because Dwight is a, it seems like a real um, genuine guy and a real good guy. But this mystique is something that's been sort of cooked up. Meaning, Dwight is not the world's greatest looking guy. He's not an ugly guy. And he's not the world's smoothest or debonair guy. I've sat in here for two hours with Dwight Yoakam. Right. And, and I, I, I know a lot of my buddies I went to high school with that got one up on him in terms of getting chicks. Minus the cowboy hat, the tight pants, and the whole scene. You know what I mean? You saw Dwight that night. There right. wasn't anything going on there. Right, exactly. So he has... But that's a persona that he lets out. That's what the public sees. Right. I mean, I never met the I mean, guy... all the women that scream when he's on stage have never met him. They don't know what right. it's like if you sit down and have a conversation. I never met the guy before he came in here. All I knew of him was skin-tight leather pants, razor-sharp cowboy boots, and a Stetson that sat down like he was, um, you know, a James Dean napping in the, in the car in front of the, uh, in front of the uh, estate in the movie Giant. You have any idea what I'm talking yes, about, I that uh, famous picture yes, there, Drew? Yes, yes, was that the movie Giant? Yeah. Okay. When you come in here and meet the guy in real life, he's as unassuming and as goofy a guy as you're ever going to want to meet. smart. I thought he was very smart. How come everyone's smarter than me, Drew? I didn't say he's smarter than you. Oh, there's not? I, I, Are you I, saying I, I'm I, smarter than Dwight Yoakam? I imagine anybody who sat down with you for two hours would say the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, and you show a lot more of your cards. Oh, yeah. Chicks can't stand when you show the cards. Oh, yeah, we like smacks a little of desperation mystery. when you do that. I know. You women are so easy to fool. It's, it's really recalculous. Hey, you You're so easy. Yeah, I should I should go out and drop eighty bucks on a pair of leather pants and twenty bucks on a cowboy yeah. hat and be getting laid left and, and right. Stop talking. And stop talking and Which start will brooding. Never happen. No, baby. So, there you go. Baby, you know I can brood. Come on. And I never talk to you <laughs> off what, the air, do I? Minutes? Do we ever talk off the air? No, but that's right, not brooding then. or like that's not mysterious. That's just boring. <laughs> 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 oh, you women are so easy to fool. So the point is, as I was talking to Dwight, and we're talking about it on the air, about how everyone has a number. And it is basically your looks and your personality and a few other attributes that are combined to form an overall number. Now, there's some folks that have incredible looks and not much of a personality, and that's obviously going to hurt their score a little bit. And there's some that have a ton of personality, not much looks, and their score is better. And it, it varies from gender to gender. For instance, you could have a 
medium-looking guy who had a brilliant wit, sense of humor, and personality, and his number could go way up, at least in the eyes of the women. He could date beautiful women, in other words, uh, being an unattractive male with this uh, incredible personality. So here's the breakdown. Now, you ladies, uh, Ann, uh, Lisa, and Sherry, tell me what you think about this. And it may come across as a little bit sexist at first, but, but please just hear me out. The male category is basically four categories. It goes looks, personality, position, which, like I said, are you a doctor? Are you a, uh, do you have a really cool and attractive job? You know what I mean? Are you a professional, uh, you know, tennis player or something like that? Or uh, do you, uh, all right, are you in a band? That's a good position one. Like Dwight Yoakam, when he was driving a truck, he was a, a five and a half, a six. But when he gets up there on that stage, he's an 11. That's his position. He's a rock it and roller. It depends what band. Yeah, it depends what band. Okay. Right. Position and sense of humor, which there's some uh, argument that that's part of personality. But again, this is your number how it per as it pertains to the opposite sex. And women are constantly talking about a guy with a sense of humor. So I'm going to count that as a uh, fourth category. Do you agree? Yeah. All right. So looks, personality, sense of humor, and uh, position in life, which usually means you got some money, too. If you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you head up a big company, if you're a professional golfer, uh, tennis player, or rock musician. Uh, oh, I sound old when I say professional rock musician, don't I? All right. Now, here's the women's uh, categories. Now, uh, hang on there, ladies. Uh, Drew, block the door there. Body, face. Jo no, personality and general um, ease to get along with. Now, this is what I'm saying. This is what guys look at. You see, don't put a puss on, Sherry, because I'm saying guys look, guys look at women this way. They look at a woman's face. They look at a woman's body. They look at a woman's personality. And then they look at how easy is it to hang out with her. Is she a pain in the ass? Is she high maintenance? Can we just hang out and watch TV on a Friday night? Yeah, but if a girl is a pain in the ass to hang out with, all of a sudden that pretty face isn't so pretty anymore. That's why and the that number the number goes okay. lower. That's right. Again, I'm not saying that these things are right. I'm just saying these are what the other sexes look at. And I would say like a woman looks at a guy's looks overall, but a guy will break it up into body in face. Guys will do that all the time. Great face, horrible body, or, or vice versa. Women, for the most part, say either the guy's cute or he's, or he's not, because they're a little more mature that way. And uh, the whole upkeep thing isn't really an issue for women, but for men it is. It's, uh, you gotta, you know, you're like, uh, all right, I don't want to mention Drew and his family, but the point is, is uh, s some women, they're beautiful, they're smart, they're fun, and all that kind of stuff, but it's a real tall order to hang out with them for any real length of time. It's a pain in the ass. You can always tell. Here's the litmus test, by the way, to see if a woman is a pain in the ass. Go out and eat with her. <laughs> if she's making up something off the, that is not on the menu, pain in the ass. You ever do that? I mean, you'll go to a place like Barney's Beanery with a woman where the, where the menu is like the Sunday Times. It's 422 pages with 7,000 items on there, and you'll be sitting with a girl, and she'll go, I like the chili relleno, but I don't like the onion, but I do like avocado, 
So what I'd like to do is I'd like to take some of the pimento off of the Hero Sub and mix that in with the... There's 7,000 items on here. The reason you make a menu is so people who are cooking have an idea of what they're making. This is not to build your own meal. And, and there's not always that. There's this one, too. Do you, here's the other pain in the ass. Um, I'll take the salad. What kind of dressing do you have? We got blue cheese, we got Italian, and we got Thousand Island. No, no Dijonese, blue cheese, Italian, and Thousand Island. You don't have like an olive oil? <laughs> what do we got, special stash in the back in case the ambassador swings by? Whatever they give you is what they have, and you can always tell a pain-in-the-ass woman by what she tries to do, and it's all just a big game. They just want to manipulate the waiter. That's it. See who wins, me or the waiter. And you go out, and it's humiliating because they spent 45 minutes, and meanwhile, the guy's uh, blowing snot in your food, too, because you're the one who took this pain-in-the-ass to his restaurant. I like a woman that basically just points at something at the menu, and the guy says, you want, uh, you want the au gratin potatoes or the fries with that? And she says, surprise me. That is a woman I want to hang with. All right. Now, we'll uh, reserve comment for your wife, Drew. She does a lot of talking to the waitresses. I... Oh, please. This is how you know, fellas. Uh, Mike, uh, can I get a witness here? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, and you just... Uh, you just you're making hand signals behind your back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a big tip in it for you, pal. I'm sorry you have to endure this humiliation. There's even a bigger sign. <laughs> when you go to Barney's Beanery and she says, "Why this dump?" Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's bad too. Uh, it, w eating in general is usually where you can sort it out. I want a woman who can uh, who who orders a beer and um, and doesn't want the glass with it. I want someone who can just go right off the menu. All right, uh, Darcy. Hey, you're 15. Yes, I just want to say I love your guys' show, and Adam Carolla, I'm in love with you. You're like the funniest guy. Right, what number would you give me? <laughs> on what? I don't know. I All right. 10 on everything. No, that's see, high. that's not fair, because then now Dwight Yoakam's got to be a 17. <laughs> and it only goes to 10. What's going on, Darcy? All right, well, I'm a virgin, and my boyfriend, he wants to have sex, but he doesn't want to use a condom. And I don't want to get pregnant, but he told me since I'm a virgin, I can't get pregnant on the first time. Uh, <laughs> you can. I can? Absolutely. So he's lying to me? He, he is intentionally lying or just doesn't understand. Well, it's, it's one or the other. Either he's incredibly stupid or he's a liar. Either way, those are grounds for dismissal. How old is he? Um, he's 17. And he wants to have sex with you? Yeah. Do you want to have sex with him? Yeah. You do? No, wait a minute. Do you really? Well. Why would you? Why do you want to have sex with him? Well. Why? Not, well, I like him a lot. Okay. Does that mean you have to have sex with him? What? Does that mean you have to have sex with him? I guess not, but I don't know. I guess, I well, I really want to. Why? Because. Uh, <laughs> she's 15. She's talking about she's a virgin. Look, and she's, you expect her to articulate herself? I know what you're trying what to I'm get out of her. Girl. 15, well, get it out. You, well, if you can't even know what you're up to, or whether or not is you, it's, uh, what, what meaning this is going to have to you while you're doing it is not something you're ready to do. Well, hold on, Darcy. Where's the uh, the educational system failed you that you're 15 and don't think you can get pregnant as a virgin? Uh, I don't know. Don't you listen to this show? Uh, yeah, once in a while. It's a, it's a hymen, not a diaphragm. 
So what about if the hymen is never pierced? Then it's pretty difficult. Oh, it is? Yeah, but there can oh. be, there's still holes in it. The so. guy may have a point. No, there's still, yeah, still, there's still holes in the yeah. hymen? Yeah. There is? Yeah. How do you know? Can't be. <laughs> no, Drew doesn't know. No, there, yeah, no I can always tell when Drew doesn't know. <laughs> you don't well, know. Well, I don't know if it, it ever doesn't have holes. Uh, if it, uh, so you could get pregnant even if your hymen was intact and never pierced? Partially intact, yeah. And then when the kid started to come out, it would be stretching like uh, when uh, you know Woody Woodpecker tried to poke his face through like a bass drum and then sprung, spring right back into the birth canal. Right, Drew? That's how. That's okay. Right. Darcy. Yeah? I don't trust this guy. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt him myself, too. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds a little manipulative. How long been going out for about a month. No, no. Take your no. time. We don't give this our blessing, Darcy. What are the chances of me getting pregnant if he doesn't use a condom? Good. Real good. Yeah. It judging uh, judging from this guy doesn't have a job? Um, yeah, he has a job. Where does he work? Works at Taco Bell. Taco Bell? Yeah, real, real good. you got about a 115% chance of getting pregnant. <laughs> All right? All right. There's a big difference between 15 and 17. Yes. Look, there's still brain development that goes on that, that allows somebody to develop the point that they can manage. And, and at 17, there's brain regression yeah, that's going on. That's, that's when, when the atrophy starts setting in. I think for me it was about 16 and a half, but it's been it shrinking ever since. something with the E pool. Or what do you call it? The, the big E? The big E. Thank you, Drew. Bo. Hey, what's up? Hey, 28. Yes, I am. Um, I dated a girl for a year and a half, and... Uh, uh, I basically got into the re relationship to, to rescue her. and uh, uh, From what? Um, she was just really depressed when I met her. Um, she was living with her, she was living at home with her mom, and her ex-boyfriend was living with them, which I thought was odd. And uh, it turns out that she'd had, a, when I met her, it was like an anniversary for an abortion that she'd had, and she was really down. And so we started uh, seeing each other, and I got into it, and it turns out that she'd had a, three abortions, well, two at that time, and she ended up having a third with me, and she, like, denies that this caused any kind of psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yet you kindled the relationship in the setting of her feeling depressed around an anniversary of one of those ab abortions. <laughs> Bad timing. Yeah, but, I mean, how, how can she deny that? What's that? Can she deny that she was depressed about the anniversary of that Oh, no, she... She uh, definitely admitted that. All right. So what what's the argument about it? Well, it's not an argument. We broke up just like in the last month, and it's just, I don't know. I don't understand uh, why she won't uh, get help. She doesn't want it. How old is she? She's 21. Does she do drugs? Uh, she, she smoked a little marijuana when I met her, but she stopped doing that because I don't really do that anymore. What's going on in the background there, Bo? Um, my voice shaking. No, what is that What is that voice I hear in the background? It's the, uh, Your voice? Mm. Armed, service, armed Services Radio. The TV? No, I don't have my TVs in the shop. All right. I wasn't listening to the question because I was adding up Drew's numbers. Oh. Uh, but, uh, Drew, did you give him a satisfactory answer? No, we're not done. Well, hurry. I mean, it's pretty I got, I'm, I'm coming up with your total it's here. It's a pretty complicated situation. Because, I mean, you got to ask why you were in this mode of rescuing in the first place. Why is it so important to you to have somebody that's broken to fix? And if indeed you were not abusive to her, which is, sounds like the kind of thing she's used to, 
uh, you were probably were barely available, and she probably hated you more for making her start to have those old feelings that are so painful to her, and so she sabotages and rejects the relationships, can't tolerate it. You see? You don't see. Bo? Huh? Okay. Uh, I'm done, done with Bo. Bo, you're 28, for Christ's sake. All right, Drew, you got a 29.5. Is what I gave you. Uh, ladies, uh, listen up and tell me if you agree. Drew, tell me if you think I've been unfair in any, any way. It sounds like you're probably overinflated. No. I, looks, I gave Drew an 8.5. Drew's a very good-looking man. Drew's very good-looking. Yeah, I gave him, I gave him 8.5. I mean, 9 would have been almost, That's you know, well, male what, model. What, what, is, what is 10? Who would, who's a 10? Well, every, you, everyone has your own. Uh, Engineer Mike was raising his hand, or either that or just airing out a pit. I can't I mean, uh, would you consider, like, a bodybuilder a 10? No, or? I would consider whoever you wanted the most, whoever turned you on the most, uh, is a 10. I mean, you ladies. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were talking about society, so not just, you know, personal taste. Well, like society. Well, so, yeah, society. I mean, you know, pick a pick a guy like George Clooney or something, and let's say he's a, he's a 10 or, or, you know, something like that. If George Clooney's a 10, I give Drew an 8.5. You know. Or like Brad Pitt being okay, a 10. Okay, Brad Pitt is a 10. I, I'm giving Drew an 8.5. That's, that's, it's pretty high up for a guy who's not... You know, uh, movie star. What do you consider yourself? Well, I haven't gotten to me yet. Hold on. Oh, I can't wait. Personality, I gave him a seven. Ooh, you're ranking me way up there on both those. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty respectable. Tremendous. Yeah, I mean, you you got a he's got a good personality. I probably could have given him an eight. No. I really could have. Oh, well, you you try you split up sense of humor as a separate. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Now here's where it hurts. All right. All right, I'm gonna upgrade your personality to an eight. Would you ladies agree? Definitely. Okay. okay. Even higher. No. Yeah. I mean, because we're separating he's, he's it from a sense of humor. Everybody all right, loves All right. Drew. Everyone loves Drew. That's just, they're, they're feeding into his fiendish, fiendish plan, though. Sense of humor, I gave him a four. And, and the reason you got a four is just because you like Woody Allen. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Right. You'd got a 1.5. At least I can appreciate humor. I was saying that to someone on the phone today that, there, there is the personality that doesn't have much of a sense of humor, and then there are ones that don't appreciate others' right. sense of humor, which yeah, is a I real niche. Your sense of humor, I do. Sort of. I give you a four right. on that. And position in life, I'm giving him a ten. He's a doctor for crying Definitely. out loud. And you know, radio and the TV and the whole yeah, nine yards. Yeah, he is Definitely. a ten. And then I thought. Well, maybe I should give him a nine because, like, well, there's, like, Mel Gibson or something. And then yeah. I realized, no, but your position, Drew, your position yeah, is as high as it gets. I mean, what? well, look at you. You're a doctor. Uh, you have a TV show. You have a radio show. I mean, you're, 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 you lecture. You're head of this and head of that and on that uh, board. I'm giving you a ten. The, the, All right, I'm so giving you a nine. Uh, okay. Because he could be like Surgeon I, General. Yeah, or it's something. a point. I, I have people who are I heroes. I think we need another it. category. Which one? Money. Yeah, but position but no, uh -uh. does money. No. It usually will take care of money. Separate. Position like and money. If somebody's a millionaire, they should get more points than somebody you know who's like a lawyer. Yeah, that which, is. Which somebody okay? Somebody can make two hundred thousand, but if you make a million, you 
got higher points. But because you're you, set then. I. He's got his own jet. You know, it makes a secure. It's a right. limit of a security thing. And oh, yes, and important. I gave that some consideration, and I do agree. Like that wouldn't be in the male or the female category because right, guys aren't quite as right. You. Right. Absolutely. And I did give it some. I did give it some consideration, but I figured that the position and the money went hand in hand. For instance, if you were the CEO of a corporation, if you were uh, David Geffen and straight, you'd have a 10 in your position and you'd be filthy rich. If, if you were Mel Gibson, you'd have a 10 because you're a movie star, but you would be filthy rich. If you were a doctor or a lawyer, you'd also have money. Now, once in a while, there's these weird sultans and things like that. But there's not enough of them to really uh, factor in. I figured position would also cover income. Okay, is that anybody who makes over what, a hundred thousand, <laughs> at least six figures? If you have, if you're, if you have a position rating of uh, eight, a nine, or a ten, you're making good didge. What's good didge? A couple hundred, at least okay, a couple good. hundred a oh, year. Good. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, but a valid point, Ann, and it was uh, it was considered. So, Drew gets an eight point five uh, on the looks. His personality's been, she's oh, been some upgrading here, Drew. No, no. I give you a seven on the personality. Then it went to a nine. I give him an eight point five on the personality too. He's not always uh, the funnest guy to be around. Sense of humor. I'm giving him a four. In position in life. I'm giving him a 9. So uh, 8.5 and 8.5 is 17, uh, plus the 4 for sense of humor is 21, plus, plus, uh, hold on, Inch. <laughs> I'm doing this for the listeners. Where is I? 29, I got to start over. 21, then uh, what do you got, a 30 overall? And uh, 4 goes into 30, five, uh, 7.5. All right, Drew gets a 7.5. Woo! See, the sense of humor really hurts you. That's what killed you. Chicks love a sense of humor. I think that'll be my only salvation, <laughs> actually. All right, Dr. Drew gets a 7.5. Pretty solid stuff, Drew. I think you should be happy with that. All right, when we come back, uh, I'll figure mine out. Although, uh, four goes into 40 how many times? Okay. I began to float. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk inviting you to download the Eddie Trunk podcast at podcastone.com. Going to have some fun each and every week. Mixed bag of a lot of things. Interviews with some of your favorite artists. Maybe talk to some of the behind-the-scenes people. Get into some commentary. Answer some of your email. We'll have some uh, some good fun, so don't miss it. The Eddie Trunk Podcast every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. That would be his number. See, I think you should have given me a six on the sense of humor. That would bring me up in the eight and a quarter range. Yeah, I didn't see a six for a sense of humor, though, Drew. Five? That still wouldn't do anything. I, I, I want to give you a five just for being able to laugh at what is good humor. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> but, I mean, Drew likes Woody Allen. He likes Albert Brooks. And he likes, uh, you know, he's... he's Three Stooges. The Three Stooges. No, he's he's not watching a lot of this junk that people watch and think is, you know, these uh, godforsaken Jim Carrey movies and laughing is a little took us off. He may not be able to compose a joke himself, but he understands humor. 
but you, you have uh, such a lack of ability to compose your own That's humor true. that you really don't yeah, get any I, higher I, than five. I, right, Just I, laughing at what Woody Allen says does not get you That's a five or You're six. Right. So. I, I take away from that category. I suck. I suck numbers out of that category, actually. Right. You actually sucked into the yeah. personality right. uh, profile there. All right. Now we get to do Adam. Adam, I want your help. You in there? What are we going to give Adam for looks? Must be catalog I don't know Oh, come on. I, 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 yeah. I, I can, I'm a guy. I can size up another guy. Relax say? over there. Drew, come on. Right. Write a number down there. No, I, 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 I'm like a chameleon, you know. <laughs> 7.58. Well, I don't think it's fair to be judged because I wear gym trunks and the uh, the uh, Tijuana loafers in here every night. But I can clean up okay. Yeah, he cleans up well. I will give him an 8. All right. Eight? I think that's... Is it too high? 7.5? 7.5? I don't expect much in the personality. I really don't. 7.5? No. 7? No. Six? No. We'll give him points on the whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but he's at least, at least he's getting Ann's mad because we're arguing about the Iowa uh, paper today, he and I insight, had an attitude. Uh, he's compassionate. You, but the once you told me you didn't care about other people, that's uh, set a chill. He's extremely closed off. Yeah, but let's not just talk about social personality here. Let's that that is included in personality. Uh, obviously, how you it's are. included, but let's not just say your personality is how people perceive you around the office. Is Part of that? I just what told is it, you how that. you are at I just, home I just when you're alone? That you argued against that. No, I no. was saying that. Quiet, all you a-holes. My mic, shut everyone's mic off. There's that personality. Hey, there all right, please. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is personality is not only how you interact with others and how other people perceive you, but how, let's say, you treat, you would treat a child, you would treat a pet, you would treat. Um, a family member, right, how so what were you saying? Was it a four? Uh, insight, psychological thing, things like five. that. Oh, he gets higher than that. Yeah, but see, you're just giving me a five because I'm antisocial, <laughs> but I'm a Catholic big brother. Come on. I dragged around that little creep for four years. That's okay, got to be worth make something. Okay, six. We'll give him a point for Nate. 6.5. All right, sense of humor, can we give him a 10 for that? What about all the yeah, psychological insight? Right, you got a 10. You got a 10 Dude, sense of humor. there's your big Position, right position, position. Come on, well, position, Drew. 7.5? I got the same crap you got going, no, minus the education. A, yeah, and the doctor and all that. 7.5. I know, but he's just a doctor on the radio. I'm a radio host, you see? 7.5. My right, You know what I'm talking right, about, Mike. There Mark. we go. 7.5 on position. I give you a 9 on position. Come I on, I, I should get an 8. High. I should get an 8. Come on. People recognize me at the market. Right, I should get an 8 for that. <laughs> Some van driver said something to me today when I was over in the... the uh, Sony Studios. Come on, it's got to be an eight. All right, add those up, Drew. Six, three, two point eight. Uh, oh, you ranked up high. No, I didn't. Yeah. What I end up with? Four, uh, like an eight. I didn't get an eight. Yeah. I got a, I got an eight zero on the looks. I got 14. a six point five on the personality. Five. That's twenty four point five plus another eight. Uh huh. Thirty two point five divided by that by four. Ooh, I think we're on to something there. Uh, You're an eight. <laughs> well, like eight. Indeed. I'm actually at eight point two five. And what's Drew? Seven and a half. No way. <laughs> yes. That's wrong. Yes, you cannot argue that with the numbers. That is wrong. I told you, Drew. The, Why'd you give him all his personality <clears throat> points? The pad has spoken, ladies. Now you want me more. <laughs> now, to prove his theory. Now, uh, you, now, uh, math mandates that you have sex with me before you have sex with Drew. Do you understand that? There's a mathematical equation that forces you. To enjoy me more than Drew as a man.
Oh, thank God. Thank God I worked out a system, an unbiased system. Yes, a biased system where you lobby for the points that you get. You <laughs> argue over your rankings. Well, six points. Totally all right, unbiased. all right. I, I would be willing to lower my personality to a six. But, Ann, it's not just all about interaction. I know I'm a grump in here, but I'm a decent guy, and I, I have um, so I, I have insights. and I have positioned at a 7.5 where it should be, or 7. Well, my position could be an eight if your position is a nine. I mean, you have the education, you have the doctor thing, but I'm like, uh, I'm almost yeah. a, a he celebrity. He saves lives every day. Right. You know, he he'd love I mean, you to believe that. He really would. But really, and what, what do he does do? is he, he prescribes drugs. I nap and masturbate. Yeah, but okay, that's so part he gets more charm. points. Hey, he he is getting more points. Not enough. This is a fast. All right, and don't make me work out your numbers in this mood. Nita. Hi. Hi, you're 33. Yes, I am. Uh -huh. And I think you guys both scored 10 with me. Uh, that's what I like. That's not my question, though. Uh, my husband was just diagnosed with hepatitis C, mm. and evidently he's had it for 20 years. Right. He just turned 40 a couple of days ago. Okay. And I'm wondering what the long-term prognosis is, and I'm wondering if I can get it. You can absolutely get it. You need to be tested as well. Uh, did he get it from a transfusion, or was he a drug addict? He got a blood transfusion at yeah, 20. Yeah. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a story I've been talking about for many, many years. I knew the press would get a hold of it eventually. But hepatitis C is sort of the next AIDS, basically. Uh, it's a virus that's transmitted in virtually the same way as the AIDS virus. It uh, behaves a lot like the AIDS virus. It's a retrovirus. And it causes a chronic inflammation of the liver and probably two-thirds of people that are exposed to it. And it, of those people... Uh, that get chronic hepatitis, a significant, a majority, in fact, get cirrhosis over decades, and some of those may get uh, liver cancer. There are now good treatments available. There's interferon, and they sometimes combine that with a medication called ribavirin. What else do they use interferon for? Interferon, Harris leukemia, and other, other, it's an immunomodulatory drug. And ladies, let's not forget about my ability to work with wood. <laughs> you well, know, I could put an addition onto the house. That's, That's got to be That's worth true. something. That a is handy something. man is very, very important. Oh, baby, I'll put a uh, bay window in. You just blink your eyes. Really? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Very handy. When I strap the bags on, look out. Nita. Sorry, Nita. Um, my other question was, he's been he's um, a woodworker, and so he's been exposed to chemicals yeah. for the last 20 years. Yeah. And mm -hmm. can this uh, make the disease progress fast? I what kind of work is he doing? In okay. a shop? Excuse me? Cabinet shop? And he's working with, like, MDF and particle board and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, stuff's got, like, formaldehyde in it. Formaldehyde, benzene or anything like that, toluene. It's just bad stuff, all that yeah. composite, yeah. all that plywood, MDF, particle board. I, I don't know for sure the answer to that. I've not encountered those sorts of things as a significant issue in this setting. But the real important thing to understand is that he needs to see a liver specialist and he needs to get on treatment. And you need to get checked. Steve, you're 14. Hey. Hey, you're on Love Lines, Monkey. Hey, nothing, Holmes. What's shaking? Nothing. I'm just... Okay, I got this girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. She's 16, and I'm 14, and she's, like, like, kind of skanky, and she does a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, and she says that if I don't do her, then she's, like, going to either find somebody else or break up with me or just have to go to somebody else and do her. Mm -hmm. Sure. You're better off staying away. Well, woman's got to be done. But, I mean, <laughs> she's, like really nice and she's like really like mm, she's not really she nice. sounds delightful yeah. I mean, <laughs> did you meet her when um your exclusive boys school had a mixer with her finishing school 
No. No. No, I'm my friend introduced me to her. Yeah. Your friend is. Stay okay. away, Steve. This, this, she may seem nice, but this, these are not nice things. Well, what have you know. done with her physically, Steve? Just like, you know, made out and mm -hmm. just felt places. And mm -hmm. Gushy places? What? Gushy places? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't get into the gush phase of life until I was like 17. That's okay. Yeah. No, it's okay for you, but it hurts like hell for me. <laughs> so, Steve. Yeah. Um. Would, is she, do you want to have sex with her? I, it's, a, it's, a, it's not that I don't, but it's just that I, I'm just... You're a little nervous? I, I'm nervous. Not, right. Not, not that I'm... Well, I am nervous. No, you're a little nervous because she's older and she's been with other guys yeah. and you're a little bit young and you're not sure if you're going to stack up. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you may be in a little over your head on this one, Steve. And it, it says to me that this may not be the one you're going to marry because um, you referred to her as skanky. <laughs> uh, there's a tip, ladies. Uh, when the young boyfriend refers to you as his uh, skanky uh, uh, other, that's a bad sign. When you're described as skanky, it may mean uh, that the bond is not fully formed yet. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend, she's 16, she's real nice, she's, you know, she's kind of skanky. Gary. Heather. Yes. You're 23. Yes, I am. What's going on? Well, um, I've been getting into these really bad relationships with guys, um, abusive, and um, I don't trust them. And my friend turned me on to this book. It's called Love is a Choice. And I've been reading it, and I've been realizing that the way that I've been is because of how I was brought up. Of course. Um, have you ever heard but this it's show? still, it's really hard for me to trust the guy that I'm with right now. It's just, we've been dating for a year and a half, and I, I, I don't trust him. He must be a very nice guy. <laughs> he must be, because you're looking for a reason to sabotage it. You'd, ra you'd, you'd, rather, <laughs> you'd rather be back in the abusive relationship. That's a more comfortable place for you, because that's what happened mm. in your family. You want to gamble, Drew? Let's just go straight out. Dad was an alcoholic? I'm sorry. Was Dad an alcoholic? No, he was not. Was, was he was it? sexually abusive. Okay. Oh, jeez, I could have scored. <laughs> you could have. <laughs> oh, he was going with the alcoholism, and I was going with the abuse. Well, see, I don't Damn know. Damn you, Drew. I was sexually abused as a child, and when I tried to tell my mother, she didn't believe me. Yeah. And yeah. how could I dare, you know, take the name of our family and drag it in the mud? And yeah. what? Uh, what is that with the whole, like, uh... It, this is a, it's, it's a lot like when I was trying to return that Bloody Mary the other day, and I was saying to the woman behind the counter, hey, this is bad. Could I please uh, have my money back? No, no it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. No. no, it isn't. It's like, hey, your uh, nine-year-old girl says, uh, hey, daddy's been on top of me. Uh, no, they he hasn't. They don't want to believe it. It's, just, it's so painful. It's so uh, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, they don't want to believe it, and I've been counseling what? for this, but I still, I cannot trust, and it's so hard for well, me. I'm not sure it's not. Yeah, it's, and it, I don't know what. If you do trust this guy, then you're opening yourself up to good feelings about someone and a real, real connection, where also puts you in touch with those terrible feelings when you were violated. And you're 23. I mean, Drew, come on, admit it. When you were 23, you didn't have any clue about a relationship, did you? No. And you're Drew. <laughs> I mean, uh, although you only did get a 7.5, and I got an 8.25, a full. Seventy-five hundreds of a point. Oof, I'm just smoked uh, higher than you. So tonight. really, you should reserve comment. But uh, no, I mean, even a guy like Drew, who's relatively sane, who wasn't on the the weed or anything, who'd had a couple relationships and everything, he didn't know what the hell he was doing at twenty-three. Right. 
and uh, forget about me. I was a, I was in t- a mess. So don't do that. Well, and we weren't molested. Were you molested, Joe? No. We weren't molested. So you were molested, and you're saying, I'm 23. I can't get a handle on relationships. What's wrong with me? I've been to counseling. You know, give it a little more time. Don't be so hard on yourself. Stick with the counseling. Hey, everybody. Dr. Drew here. And I'm Mike Catherwood. And we just want to say thank you both to our sponsors for supporting the show and to those of you who support our sponsors by clicking through on the Amazon banner. Be sure to use the products that support this program. Without them, we are unable to continue to uh, thrive. Kind of pull, as Adam would say, I put a little wind in the sails. Keep the pirate ship afloat. Well, we don't have a pirate ship like he does, but we got to keep this thing afloat. And the way they do it is by clicking through on Amazon for any purchases. And it doesn't cost you a thing, but Amazon kicks a little bit over to the podcast producers, yeah. and we can keep doing our podcast. Yeah, and it, look, again, let's remind people, you're probably going to use Amazon anyway. Yeah. So if you could, just before, go ahead and click through that banner. Do your shopping the same way that you would, and when uh, we get a little, we get our beak wet. So go to Podcast One, head to over to the Loveline page, and then click through on the Amazon banner there, and you'll be supporting the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. This is Dr. Drew, or as we know him, uh, Dr. 7.5 and the Big A, sir, with the big uh, 825-er. <clears throat> 8-1-2-5? I thought it was a quarter. Uh, no, he's right. That's oh, 1-2-5? Uh-oh. I make it lower to score there for stupidity. Wait a minute, what was my... Right. It was a 32.4. Oh, it was 32.4? Yeah. We're talking about my... No. Point, uh... Add that up. Add my uh, score oh, up again there. Would you, would you please... 32.5. 32.5. Oh, 32.5. Oh. One and a quarter. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, Engineer Mike is correct. Uh, we'll give him half a point on his math skills, which I guess would fall under the personality or intellect uh, category. Uh, uh, April. Hello. Hey, you're 16. Yeah. What would your number be? I want to find out if I can date you or not. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Well, I really can't go lower than a seven and a half. Now, did, didn't you say that... Now, wait a minute. Didn't you say you're supposed to try to date a little bit higher than your number? Well... The deal is, is if you date higher than your number, then you're doing better. And if you date lower than your number, you're doing worse. But if you date too much higher than your number, you're going to be in for a disappointment because you're going to get dumped. But but the, the dating, that means in every relationship, somebody's a winner and somebody's a loser. That's right. <laughs> uh, absolutely. The numbers match perfectly. Well, look at it this way. It's like, it's like a job. You have a job. Uh, if you're getting paid more than what you're worth, your boss is getting screwed. If you're getting paid less, you're getting screwed. And if you're getting paid just what you're worth, then everyone's happy. And it's going to be a, uh, a long and fruitful uh, employment. All right, let's talk you to see you. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's the same with this. Right. You'd like to go a little higher. You certainly don't want to dip down too way, much. people's numbers change through life. Oh, this certainly. Is, this, is, this, is the, this, I think, is the true fault of this thing, is that uh, you know somebody can have a low number... And these things are relatively superficial, and yet have a real connection with another person. That their personalities on a psychological level connect. Right. Well, and this they is both why end up with high numbers or one with a higher or lower. You know, this is why these captains of industries and these uh, studio heads and these celebrities dump their wives 
later on in life because, because their they, number keeps going higher. No, here you go. And the woman starts to go down here, lower, and wrong. they decide to go get another number. I'm not no, wrong. No, this, this is exactly this is, what they do. It's because it, no, but it is because people base their relationships on things like these measurements, these numbers, and not on the real connections between the people. I'm not here and to rip Drew. Listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I knew there was a problem with this theory. I've just figured out what it is. That you, you really don't have the interpersonal connection factored into this and the psychological mix that makes for a passionate relationship. You're talking about the superficial elements that people use to determine whether or not they're going to, what, uh, they're going to have a similar sort of station in life. Right. And be satisfied with each other. And if people use that as their sole way of deciding a connection, they're going to be very unhappy as they go through life because everybody's number changes, you know, everybody's looks thing changed uh, by definition. You just PO'd because you got a lower number, aren't you, Drew? I'm pissed at you, I am. <laughs> no, no, you're uh, you're absolutely right. But this is what happens in our society. I know I'm that. not. I know uh, that. I'm not here to repair society. No, I know. Merely here to comment on it, Drew. But, but and this is why guys dump their wives make you when they're successful. When they're unsuccessful, they stay with their wives because their number stays low, too. A 50-year-old guy who's making uh, 20 grand a year and living, uh, living in some crappy house in the valley, his number ain't up. But what, this is why when a guy hits celebrity, he dumps his wife. This is why, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Billy Joe Thornton, when Sling Blade became popular, he was done with his wife because his number was going up through the roof, and meanwhile, she was getting older. This is what happens. But if they, if, this is why if every relationship successful more, actor guy dumps his wife and goes to the other. If the relationship were more solid, people wouldn't dump. Of course. But, uh, well, I'm does just, a woman's number automatically go down if she stays home and raises kids? Uh, the, the, the age has a fa plays plays uh, a factor no, in on the woman's is, how number. How does her position rank? What, is ha what happens if to her position? If she stops her career score? to stay at home, does that mean she? Well, career career isn't a big um, position. Uh, isn't position. A, no, no. There's no position with woman. It's body, face, personality, and upkeep. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just faxed me a note saying what a bitch I was, a guy, because I mentioned money. Right. That being important. and But never mentioned anything about what you're saying is important. Well, that was a Isn't guy. That funny? Yeah, it's so... Oh, I'm saying idiot. a man does not necessarily care that much about how much money a woman is raking in. Some guys do. Some guys do. I don't trust those guys. As or they think their wife is boring because she's not out there. I think there would be a position score for women, too. Because a great mother is a, should rank, should create all kinds of points. Uh, okay. Your wife listening? Uh, listen, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt a woman's score to quit her job and stay with the kids. That will not affect her score. All right, let's go. It may April. even help it. Yeah. Okay, where were we? April. April. Hello. Hi. Okay, um, my problem is this. Um, uh, I had a crush on this guy for about a year, but um, within the last, I guess, couple months, I've been really feeling like I've been in love with him. And he's got a girlfriend, and yesterday he showed me an engagement ring that he bought for her. And I'm like, ugh. Were, were you actually dating the guy? Huh? Have you dated the guy? No. She just loved him. So but you wish she was putting that ring on your finger, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well. You know, they say two months salary. Wh why, why are, why do you think young ladies are attracted to older guys so much? What is that? I don't know. It's just this guy, you think, or is it he's an older guy? 
Yeah, he's older. It's like eight years older than I am. But what is it about him? Oh, huh? Okay. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. What What is it about him? Um, I don't know. He's just... (laughs) He's a lot like my dad, I think, because... What that's honest thing? enough. I mean, that's what I think it all is about. <laughs> what? No, you, no, you, they, she, he's, she said yeah. it's a lot like her dad. I think that's where the older guy thing comes from. I figured out how my family was, and I want to date uh, the antithesis. I want a, um, let's see, my woman, uh, my mom is uh, white, about uh, five, nine. I want to ma- I want to marry a black midget. <laughs> uh, is your dad alive? You get along with him, or yeah, no? I do. But, but this is akin to what you did, Adam, with your first relationship when you dumped all the stuff about your mom on uh. that relationship. She's doing the same thing with a guy. Okay, so April. Yeah. What's up? That you're not interested in guys at school, for instance? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> why? True. She couldn't hear you when why, you were why talking into all the right, mic. Right. Why is that? I don't know. I've just always been attracted to older guys. Have you had relationships with older guys? No. <laughs> I haven't had any relationships, really. Mm-hmm. So basically what you're doing is is you're picking somebody that you really don't... Ha- that you're not going to have a relationship with and therefore not having relationships. Yeah. It's like my, um, you know, my spokesmodel policy. <laughs> you know, seriously, though, when I was like 18, 19, 20, I would only date model. <laughs> models, and therefore, Drew, uh, uh, ask me how much dating I did at 18, 19, and 20. How many dates did you None. Have? I didn't have any, because I had, the, I had the model policy in place. You see what I'm saying, April? Mm-hmm. My number was much lower back then, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the butt hair I got going now. 7.5? Uh, not that low, please. <laughs> Surely, Jess. All right, so, April... This the point is is this is a distraction, mm-hmm. and instead of concentrating on the older guys, concentrate on what makes you want to date the older guys, and see if you can't, uh, you know, participate. I think it's a form of denial. You're right. 16. Go out with a 16 or 17 year old yes. from high school, yes. and participate. And see see how you feel when you really have a uh, actual person you're in a relationship with. It's going to be a very different experience than these these crushes and uh, infatuations. All right. We done, Drew? Yeah. We'll go to break. Uh, I, I look forward to that day. I really do. I guarantee God it. Everyone you. in Hollywood, here's the deal. From 8.125 to a 9. It'll be incredible. I, I swear to God, you guys are all witnesses. Start kissing ass now. It is your only hope, you Hollywood idiots. Get in line and start kissing ass now. And pray <laughs> for leniency as the years wear on. Bro, I, I don't I don't say things I don't mean. I know that. Uh, I'm know so that. tired of this damn town. All right. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, or as I'm affectionately known by here at the studio, Adam, 8.125. And Dr. 7.5. What, what the hell is going on over there? Sherry's disgusted with the whole thing, aren't you, Sherry? She has had a puss on the entire time. I can always gauge a show if I share it because I can see her. You can't see her from where you are. When I was talking to her about how the women's looks category was broken up into face and body, she was appalled. Although she's got nothing to hide. Nothing to be ashamed of, Sherry. Oh, you do just fine. 
<laughs> you missed what you've done there, Drew. All right. Uh, so, uh, remember, we're going to have one of them Nevada madams on next uh, Sunday, which uh, I, it, I guarantee it will be because right. I will have plenty of questions prepared for her. Well, maybe prepared is not the right word, but I will think them up as I'm going along. So, I'd like to thank the beautiful Lisa, the lovely Sherry, and, of course, the angular one, Producer Ann, who, um, who, who rubs her feminine stink all over the show, and it would be nothing without her. And she gets my vote for uh, fill-in host while I'm yes, on yes, yes. vacation. And, of course, uh, the wily one, the rangy one, the one that wonder, Engineer Mike. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records. Shit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.